Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. While it is too soon for us to know the full extent, of course, of the psychological and mental ramifications of the pandemic, we do know there will be significant um, and that we will be dealing with the fallout for some time to come. We're all responding to the crisis differently. And today I want to know how you're doing. How are you holding up? All right. And let me know how you're holding up. I like I want to know how it's affecting you. I mean, I know I remember going back months ago, I had a woman on the phone. She was an elderly woman and she hadn't seen her grandkids in three weeks. She had missed them. It was terrible. She said it was awful. She was missing her grandkids. I want to know stories like that. How are you holding up? How is it affecting you? Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. Maybe tell us something positive. Maybe you had a baby. Tell us something nice. Just try and cheer people up. We want to, we care about your mental health today here in Classic Kids. We care about how you're feeling. We care if you're a little bit down. We, if you want to come on and just have a little chat. Maybe you're living on your own and you're in isolation at the moment and you've no one to talk to. Why not come on the radio and talk to me? I'll chat to you. I'll chat to you all day if you want to. I get paid to do it. So let me know how you're feeling today. Let's all try and cheer each other up and let's give a little bit of hope to everybody. All right? And let's give a little bit of hope because think about it logically. I know this, by the way, for older people, it's hard to explain this. I explained it to Ashley the other day. For older people, this isolation and this not being able to do what you want to do affects us more because we have less time left in our lives. For younger people, it's only a year out of their lives. As you get older, that year becomes more valuable. 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. How has your life been affected and how are you coping? Julie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Julie? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? How are you coping? I'm okay, but the delay with doctors regarding mental health over the COVID, like, it's, it's, it was terrible. It was really, really terrible. I have friends that are seeking help for mental health that I've never done before. Like, it's awful. I know, I know. I can imagine. The only, the, the only good news is that they have a new building in Dundalk, and the one that they had before was an absolute disgrace. Like, it was, it was terrible. I don't know how it wasn't. It hasn't been sorted out before, but it's taken a long time. But the waiting list as well, the doctors, there's no doctors. It's just, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So you think, you say, you're saying to me that, for example, even to try and get a, do you see a GP about depression, for example, all that kind of stuff is wrong. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. You, if you wanted to seek help for mental health now, it takes you a few weeks before you'd actually get to see someone. Because I'm with mental health and I can't even see anybody like this. You have to wait. Like, it's, it's, it's going to get worse. Like. It, it, it is going to get worse before it gets better. That's yeah, absolutely true. a fact. There's yeah, no doubt about that. To, they all have the service in place to deal with this situation. Like, it's, it's horrible. And there's going to be loads more suicides, um, by the way, I'm telling you. Well, I, I, I hope not. I'm, we, we have had a number of suicides this year already, and, and I hate to see that. And my condolences to all those families out there, mm. you know, who are, who are, you know, have to deal with that. It's a very difficult situation because people, of course, they're losing their jobs, Julie. Their, their financial future is uncertain. People maybe have lost their businesses. You know, it's, it's really wrong. By the way, I want to just correct something just while you're on the air there. I just have to spot a message. And I don't want to correct you before it went past me. Somebody said, that's a wrong figure that you said. False positives are 160 out of uh, 16,000. You said that it's a 1% positive case. So if that's the case, it's 500 positive cases. It's only five. No, you're wrong. It's 1% of the total number of tests, not the total number of cases. So if you have 1,000 tests, well, that is 1% of 1,000 tests, which is 10. If you have 100,000 tests, well, then that's 1% of that, which is 1,000. So it's the, amount of, it's the 1% of the amount of people you test, not the amount of people you get a result or a positive result from. So I didn't give out the wrong information. That's the correct information. 
I sorry about that. I just wanted to clarify that. But but going forward, Julie, do you see? I mean, I think the problem for a lot of people with depression is normally when you have depression, you can look forward to something that might be a light at the end of the tunnel. But I don't think we're being given that light, are we? No, absolutely not. It's taken so long. Like, I've been with mental health, and for years and years and years, they've tried to get a new building. But the building that they did have, like, I've lost friends and everything through this situation. It's awful. Like, it's really awful. Nobody understands how bad mental health is and trying to get the help. Like, it's terrible. I know, that feeling of, you know, getting up in the morning and not wanting to actually get out of bed and saying, sure, it's just going to be the same shit, different day. Exactly. And during, during lockdown, everybody that's with mental health, they had to self-medicate. Can you imagine the amount of people that, like, would have took more than what they actually were supposed to? And it's so dangerous, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know there, there are a lot of effects of COVID-19. Like, for example, my own personal situation, I'm going through a divorce at the moment. That has been postponed and postponed and postponed because of COVID-19, because the courts are in, you know, you, they're in mayhem at the moment, the backlog of cases. And that, in turn, is an added problem for me. So it's an, to deal with COVID is bad enough and not be able to get you a little bit of a holiday or a break away from work because you can't go away on holidays, you can't do anything. That's bad. And on top of that, you have other situations in people's lives which are being delayed. Maybe even getting, you know, I was talking to somebody who was meant to get a hip replacement recently and they couldn't get it because of COVID-19. That person's quality of life has deteriorated because of that. All these things affect our quality of life. Yeah, they do, and it's really, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, operations, things that couldn't go ahead, like, it's just, you, you just don't know what's going to happen, like, it's crazy. I know, I know, I know, and do you, I mean, do you see a light, Julie, at the end of the tunnel? I do with mental health, only now I'm seeing a light with mental health, because they have a new bill, and hopefully they'll get the doctors that they need, but right now, like, it's, it's still in a bad way, but if they get the, the people there... It, it will be okay, but they're going to need a lot of a lot of doctors to deal with this situation. There's, like the amount of people that are seeking help for mental health. So, you, so, you, so your friends, the people you're talking about, people who are normally quite sound, logical people and and deal with things quite well, are suffering from depression. Yeah, yeah, they are. There's loads of them. Everybody. everybody and do you think you're suffering? Do you think you suffer from depression? I think we all do a little bit sometimes. Do oh, you- I do. I I do suffer from depression, but I'm okay now. Like I I have people around me. Like I'm lucky. I have friends. I have family. But if I didn't have friends and family, I don't know where I'd be because. People that don't have friends and family like I know. I'm thinking of those people today. I'm thinking of, you know, maybe a 65 or 70 year old, maybe with an underlying condition. Yeah, just want to leave the house, and maybe maybe they don't have family. Maybe they don't have too many people that can come and see them. You know what I mean? There is people like that. It's horrible. Like it's really really hard. I met people like that through mental health that I, I'm no longer here. Like it's just it's it's not right. Like they need to fix it. They need to sort the situation out. There is, like I said, a new building going into Clondalkin, but mm. it's been a long time coming. 15 years they're waiting to get a new building. And the amount of lives that have gone because of the health not being there, it's just, they can't go on, like. Okay, but stay there, because I want to go to Joe as well. Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Joe? Hi, how Hi. are you? Hi, Joe, how are you? It's been a while since we've heard your voice. I know. I know. What have you been doing? <laughs> have you been isolating off your phone or something? No, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy. Good. First, my son was at home. Okay. For the six months, and then uh, they gave us two weeks, and then he was back to school. And, and, and to remind people, your son has special needs, of course, which makes it more difficult. Needs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he's been back to school, and it was a matter of getting all things together. And because of COVID, um, he wasn't able at first to have appointments with CAMS. Uh, thank God now things are at least done through video, so it was helpful for going back to school. Okay. Uh, and it's, thank God, he's been 
really happy about being back to school. Um, so, and I've been back to doing my exams and okay. now I'm home. Okay, so, and, and how are you feeling within yourself? I mean, are you, I, I, this I, is terrible, are you getting used to it, so to speak? Is it becoming normal for you now to be feeling like this? I'm a carer. I've okay. been through this. <laughs> yeah. In a different in in a different setting without pandemic, but you know, almost every carer has been to a point where they can't leave their house for no reason because of their kids. So, like I have, thank God for me, I have a resilient mind. I I have like I've learned to take and care about my mental health, and you know, even if it's just half an hour to meditate or to do something that I really enjoy. That ha- helps keep me sane. Mm-hmm. But for me, the, the the worst thing about COVID is the fact that I can't go home. I can't go visit my mom. My mom is immunocompromised, so I can't go home. I can't go see my family, um, and you know that that is hard. Yeah, I think I think it's important that you know the media have a huge responsibility in this. And, and, I, and I do believe it's important that as much as, yes, we all need to be conscious, we all need to be responsible, we all need to take steps to protect each other and protect ourselves. Uh, but I think it's important, too, that we don't overemphasize things and scare the living bejapers out of people. I think no. that's the responsible thing to do. Like somebody sent in a message here and says to me, hi, now, just listen to what you're talking about, the numbers. Uh, while what you were saying is true, you're putting out a very dangerous message. Yes, it is true that some people in ICU may uh, might be there due to other reasons. Well, I think that's important that we tell people that. But anyway, uh, but the fact that they have... Uh, contracted COVID will make their chance of recovery less and therefore COVID is just, as, is just as significant to them as to someone who is in ICU just because of COVID. I don't necessarily agree with you and I'll tell you why because I spoke to a doctor the other day in relation to this. He was talking about somebody who had been in for heart surgery on numerous occasions was in ICU. I tested positive for COVID two and a half months ago and the COVID had no bearing on his symptoms or no bearing on the reason why he was in ICU, but he would still be considered a COVID patient. So just to clarify, that's I, what I, I was referring to. I, but he was, well, I want to go on. He just says that uh, they would have much better chance of recovery if they didn't have COVID. Maybe you're right. And to stop these vulnerable people getting COVID, we need to keep the cases down, which brings me to the second point. Yes, the majority of cases are under the age of 65 and are not that unwell, uh, but making out that it makes it okay. I never said it was okay. Never at any point did I say it was okay. To have the uh, high cases is wrong. Uh, the more COVID that is out there in our community, even among younger people who aren't that sick, uh, then the harder it is for it to prevent our vulnerable and elderly. And it's out in the community and spreading much more. I'm not going to read the rest of your message, but I get the point that you make it. But I have said on numerous occasions in this show that we should be spending all our efforts, every bit of effort that we have, protecting the, the elderly vulnerable. and the vulnerable. I've said that many times in the show. I've been disgusted that so many of our vulnerable people sadly have passed away because we didn't protect them properly. Um, and we did a whole show in relation to that going back a couple of months ago. So I think you're being a little bit unfair because I don't think you're really listening to the full uh, aspect of exact, or the context of exactly what I said and you're taking it out of context. All I'm trying to do is say to people that, yes, be cautious, yes, be responsible, yes, follow the guidelines. But please, I don't want people running around the country scared stiff and having serious mental health problems because of what they're hearing all the time because it does make it sound a lot worse than it actually is. I don't actually hear news anymore. Because it's too, it's too, it's too much. I think the media um, has become a power weapon for terror. You, you want you, 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 the media is scaring you. It's scaring people. So I'm not really like I'm not one to be scared by what I uh, hear in the media. But there are other people that you know they believe everything they see, and 
And it's it's hard, especially for older people, for people that are alone, for people that don't see any way out of it. I think the media should have to act more responsibly and give and give both sides of it rather than yeah. just the rather than just the doomsday scenarios. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Because I, I heard an expert the other night on The Tonight Show, uh, well, a so-called expert, yeah. um, suggesting that, you know, children were dying in Ireland from COVID-19. That but was a statement. Even, and, and that's not actually true at all. No. One, one person under the age of 20 has died in this country but had serious underlying conditions. So, I mean, that's not a fact. We, we, we're talking about facts. We need to give people all the facts. And I mean, I think you know it, what doesn't, mean? it doesn't help when everyone now... Oh, Everyone now dies from COVID when they actually died from something else. I think that shouldn't, that should never come out. They should tell the people actual truth of what people died because in the big scheme of things, it's not actually that many people that are dying. Well, directly with of the symptoms of COVID, yes, I get the point that you're making. Like, and it was brought up in the Oireachtas Committee that if somebody fell off a wall and died and they happened to be COVID positive, does their death go down as a COVID death? And they said, yes, it does. And I think we should distinguish between those types of deaths, unless COVID was related directly to the reason why they passed away. Yes, I agree with and you. And I do, I, do I do feel bad, especially for people that are less resilient. I know that the services, I've been in the services for mental health before, I work with them through my son, and it's just, they are a disgrace in terms of mental health services. The whole country is in shambles. Mental health is in shambles in Ireland. Julie, well, let me just ask, Julie, do you watch news or are, like many people, have you kind of zoned out of the news? The news every day, it's just numbers of COVID. I am sick of COVID. I'm just, it's driving me mad looking at that every day. So at um, 6 o'clock on RTE, you turn off rather than turning on? Yeah, no, I don't watch it anymore. I did watch it, but then I just... I just, it just should they stop doing happen. it? I mean, there's been suggestions that they should stop doing this press conference. Most of I the do countries don't do that anymore, uh, that we're doing it still, and that we should stop, maybe just give an update on the figures once a week rather than doing it every single night. Yes. I just don't see that point, like... I don't see the point in them, Leona. What's the point, like... Well, I suppose it's, they would say it's to keep people updated. That if we didn't do that, you'd be given out too. So, I mean, that's their, their argument, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you, don't I, have, you don't have to make the whole news about it, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, do something else. Don't put it in your face every day that you have to see it. Like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah, I know. I mean, for example, last night's RT News, the, the first 20 minutes is tied up with COVID-related stories. Oh. Yeah. Well, but, but from a news point of view and from a radio point of view and a media point of view, I get why that sometimes happens because... Unfortunately, if you listen to the news everywhere, every story that's in the news at the moment is somehow related back to COVID-19, isn't it? Like if it's to do with education or teachers or doctors or mental health day, it's all related back to COVID-19. Yeah, but we need something else in our lives. It can't be just these. We Now we are going through a pandemic and you know it's hard. And still, I haven't met yet anyone that has COVID, that has died of COVID, or anything of the sort. Well, they, well, that doesn't mean that they're not. I mean, I, I know a couple of people who did get COVID-19, and thankfully they didn't get serious symptoms. Actually, two of them didn't get symptoms at all. Um, but in the sense, I don't know anybody who's died personally, but there there are people who have obviously died. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Thank you, Julian. Thank you to uh, Joe as well. I'm going to come to Mark after the break uh, with a very different take on the whole thing, but I want to know how you feel about it. I, I mean, it is World Mental Health Day tomorrow, and I want to focus on that part of it today, and 
I want to know how you're feeling. I just want to know how you're feeling. How are you feeling about this whole situation over the last nearly eight months now? How are you feeling about it? Do you do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Um, has it affected your life? Have you seen your grandkids? Are you not meeting your family as much as you used to? How are you handling the kind of isolation of not being with other human beings, generally speaking? Is it, Are you getting used to it, the idea of it, and you know, having to wear masks, going into shops and all this kind of... How are you feeling about that? Somebody suggested, by the way, the budget should be moved. I don't think they can logistically move the budget. I think they have to do it. But what they could do is just leave it the same as it was last year and then do an updated budget maybe next year when all this is over. Uh, because I think people are not able for more bad news, to be honest with you. And that's what's going to happen in the next budgets. Uh, there will be bad news because this money has to be paid back. We are borrowing at practically 0% uh, at the moment, but we have to pay it back. Somebody says, now, when do you see an end to this? Well, I have my own theories on it, which I can't talk about on radio because obviously I'm limited in what I can say. But the one thing I will say is It'll all end when we run out of money. That's when it'll end. And we've already had an indication of that from Leo Varadkar on a Monday night on the Clare Burns show when he physically said, look, if 400,000 people are out of work because of a, a lockdown, somebody has to pay them and the state has to pay them and eventually at some point we're going to run out of money. Let me go to Mark as well. Mark, um, hold on a second, Mark. I'll get you there. Sorry, Mark, you're on Classic Hits. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Niall, how are you? Good, Mark. Uh, well, how are you? I'm more to the point. Uh, and okay. Yeah, thanks very much for... Um this topic up is uh, it's hard it's hard for everyone out there and I'm a recovering alcoholic for the last 16 and a half years Congratulations you, you know the last seven months have been, it's been the hardest ever in my life Yeah and I mean that ever it's just you're talking there to the other people on the, on the radio there about the negativity on the, on, the, on the radio and on the television and the news and I live in the day for the last 16 and a half years and the last the last six months on up and down every day, people see a change in me. Oh yeah. I'm not talking to people. I mean I pray every day that it's something's gonna happen. You know, and Yeah, that it'll but, change that it'll all go back to the way it was, in other words. Yes, acceptance around exception around things and I I live with um it stays the mind. You know, I mean I think too much. You know, and you know and I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like that, Mark. Too, I tend to overthink things, and I and I focus. Like if something goes wrong in my life, I focus on it for hours, and, and I get myself really worked up and anxiety and everything else until I feel I've dealt with it, and that's very difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Look, even me talking to you now, and I do listen to you at most days. I've very good topics on it, but I'm shaking. Yeah. At this moment, I'm shaking all over me, all over myself. That's when, the thing. So. You know, that's anxiety. But I was talking to the lady that I rang me back. Yeah. Look, like, like I haven't had an AA meeting since March. And does the AA meetings help you? Yeah, they do. Ah, that's my family. Yeah, that's your family, yeah. My family, Because they're people who are going through the same struggle as you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people, like people that, like, don't deal with it, stuff like this. Like, only people, I don't mean that in a bad way, only people that get on with their life, they're suffering now. Well, we suffer, you know what I mean? I suffer this all the time. Doctors, doctors can't even see a doctor, you know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? They can't even see doctors at the moment. They just give you tablets, and tablets are not good, they're good for me. Are you working, I mean, Mark? No, I'm not working. No. Okay. Wait, were you working before COVID? Or I was no? working, no, 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 about two years. Okay. Um, oh, well, but, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, have you got, have you got yes. friends, family that, that oh, you can talk to? Yes, I have friends. But good. No, man, but you can't really see them at the moment. You can understand. That. No, but you can give them a no, ring, man. I suppose, can't you? Of course. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. 
see, they're going through the same thing. <laughs> same stuff, and then I, I think I'm putting my, my stuff on them. You don't want to be burdening them with your problems. Correct, yeah. correct, correct, yeah. correct. But and what what do you enjoy doing? Do, do you have? Are you living in a house? Do you have a little garden out the back or anything like that? Or what do you enjoy doing? Well, I like going for walks. Okay. Like at the moment, at the moment, it's not. It's 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 hard to explain. It's you know what I mean. It, like like this wants me to stop everything that 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 I did for the last sixteen and a half year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's taking me childhood to open me because I have a large family, but I don't see them. And I suppose the things that you normally do on a day-to-day basis distract you, I suppose, from taking a drink. Um, and they correct. distract you correct. from that temptation of wanting to take a drink. Correct. Yes, correct. That's fair. Yeah, that's really hidden that. But, like, St. Patrick's Hospital, I used to go every Monday night down there on top of um, uh, uh, Houston Station there. Just, yeah. to, um, just to sit in the meeting and listen to people and we should share it a bit as well. But that's all stuff. You can't cover it. I mean... I, I hear that on, on radio stations every day. The mental health in this country in years to come is going to be scary. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like three people are lost in March from alcoholism. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, how, long, how long were you, by the way? How long were you an alcoholic for? Since I was 17. Right. And, and what age are you now? I'm 48. Okay. You're still a young man. You have a whole life ahead of you, Mark. I understand that. I understand yeah. that. I understand that. But, you you're, young, I mean? you're younger than me, that's for sure. Well, look, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you, I mean, I know you say you live life day by day, right? Yes. But do you, do you ever try and put together a plan for yourself for the future? Do you ever say to yourself, God, this time, four years, I'd love to be doing this or I'd love to be doing that? Or do you, do you see if, like, can you see ahead more than tomorrow? I think, yeah. Yeah, but I don't plan that far ahead, Noel. I don't, like, no, I mean, um, like, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow it's here and tomorrow hasn't come yet. You understand it? Yeah, yeah, So that's where I live and, you know what I mean, like with everything going on and like, 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 like the best person I had in my life was my mother and she's, she's terminal, terminal cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. And I haven't seen it since just, just before, like the last week of March. Okay, And I ring her every day mm-hmm. and, you know what I mean, she says she loves me and, but some days, some days I just don't want to get up. I know, I know, I know how I know how it can affect people. Look, I've been there, been there, Mark. You know, I mean, and it, it'd be very difficult. And I pray for everyone in Ireland like, that has to, like, you know, we're going through things. I see it out on the road. I see people. I mean, you know, I mean, not like not expecting this, but this COVID, it is serious. I know it is. Yeah, you know I mean, and, of course it is. But I see people not expecting it, and I get angry. I get angry with myself, and I want to say things, but that's that's just that's. That's part of my illness. I get angry with myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you get frustrated because you can't do yes. anything about that, yeah. Understand, understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. understand. And, you know what I mean? And there's not enough talk to be able to underage about mental health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, and are you, by the way, are you, are you seeing a doctor about your mental health? Yes. I mean, yeah. Oh, yes. Are you on medication? Yes, I am, okay. yes. Okay. And is that, hel- is that helping you to kind of keep the symptoms at bay, yeah? A little bit? Yes, but, like, like, like the best, like the best, um, thing that I do was talk. Yeah, and I haven't got that. And like one to one contact, you haven't got it anymore. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. And like them me. I know. There's a difference with talking to somebody on the phone than actually being in a room with someone having a bit of crack, isn't there? There's a huge difference. But you're helping me now, and you're talking to me. Like you wouldn't believe that, but you're helping me. Get I'm glad. Well, day. I'm glad I am. And thank you. 
And no, no, and I'm, and by the way, you're helping me too, and you're helping everybody else because there's loads of other people out there listening, Mark, who could, who are sit, sitting there going, I know how Mark feels. That's exactly how I feel at the moment. So there's loads of other people in your situation. That's, it's really important that you know that you're not the only one feeling like that. There are many other people feeling like that. But the thing about it is, it will go away. And that's like, I know at the moment it just seems to be everywhere and it just seems to be getting worse and there's no light. It's just we're making it up as we're going along and that's the way it kind of seems to everybody. And and that is what's happening at the moment. I don't have a huge amount of faith in the way the government are dealing with this, but that's a whole other side issue. But, oh, it, but, but in saying that, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and the light at the end of the tunnel is it has to stop. It won't go on. When you hear some of these experts, and I don't blame people getting depressed, when you hear some of these experts on RTE or whatever, saying, oh, this could go on for the next five years, you're going, it's not in my world, this is not going on for five years, because I can tell you most people in this country won't make it that far. It won't go on for five years. This will finish very soon, because at some point, our country will run out of money, and we won't be able to afford to be locking down countries and, and doing all those kind of things. So that has to stop. We have to come up with some other plan, or some other way of dealing with it. Yeah, you know? yeah, so I do agree with you. It's just scary. I know, it's scary. It is scary. And it is, it is, you worry about yourself too because of the way you're feeling, Mark. And I know the way you're feeling. You know, I mean, it's, look, I've been there. You know, I spoke openly before about the fact that I was, one night I was up on Hoth Head and I felt like my life wasn't worth it anymore. And it was four o'clock in the morning and it wasn't for a phone call that I got from a friend who spent three hours talking to me on the phone. I wouldn't be here today. So I, I know that feeling when you're at that point in your life. But Mark, there's so... Look, it's a wonderful world out there. Contrary to everything you're hearing at the moment, it's a wonderful world out there. You've made the best achievement ever. You're off the alcohol now so long. And fair play to you. Well done to you, by the way. I mean, you should be so proud of yourself that you went through a, such a difficult time in your life and you came out of it good. And thanks to AA, as you said, you gave them the credit there, your friends and your family in AA, that they're helping you do that. And you've so much to look forward. You're a young man, Mark. You know, it's just the way it's gone. Like, you know, like, uh, the way COVID has changed everything. Like, I never thought, I, I never take that for granted. Never in my life I did. But, but AA was there every day and people, and that's gone now. Yeah, gone. I know. And for a lot of people, those services and mental health services being taken away because they're prioritising COVID-19, it's very, it makes it even more difficult for people. Yes, 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 yeah. agree with you. There's a message here, actually. I think it's in relation to what you're talking about. Stay there, stay there, Mark, for a second. I know, I just want to say about that chap you're talking to, Mark, that, to tell him that I think he's an incredibly strong man to be self-isolating and to be struggling with his mental health and also to be managing, uh, you know, being a, a recovering alcoholic and uh, through all this lockdown. And I think he's incredibly strong and he should keep going because he's stronger than he, he thinks he is. And good luck to him. I think he's a great great person well done to him and big love to him there you go Mark see people uh, are, thank you. see people listen now are thinking about you and a lot of people absolutely understand what you're going through now maybe they may not be alcoholics but they might be something else you know they might be recovering drug addicts they might be in a bad relationship they might be in all different people we all have our circumstances I suppose alcoholic is just one of those circumstances and you know and you should be so proud of yourself Mark at 48 years of age you have a whole life ahead of you how are you otherwise by the way how's your health in other, in other ways are you health is okay you're in good health, health are you okay. yeah. yeah yeah health is okay it's just it's just it's just missing people like a lot of you miss people I know you miss people yeah I lost everything through this, this, this alcohol. I lost my wife kids everything Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff, you know. And that was through, through the alcoholism, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that, 
like it was your best friend and it turned on me. You might have heard that statement. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. It turned on me and, and it took everything away from me. And, but I got myself, I got myself back. But when the COVID came in, it's, it's a different, it's a, it's a scary, it makes you think. I know, but we've all, Mark, we've all only got one life. It'd be great if we got a second shot, by the way. If we could go at about 80 and come back and just start again, <laughs> knowing what we knew before so we wouldn't make the same mistakes. But we get one shot. Life is the most wonderful thing in the world. We're dying from the day we're born. Uh, we die usually around 82 or 83 years of age. That's roughly where we go to Mark. And, you know, yes. I'm, and it's, there's so much to see. There's so much to do. There's so much to experience in this world. Like, it's just so worth living. These are blips. These silly things like COVID and all these things and, you know, alcoholism and marriage breakups. These are all just blips in a long life that you have to enjoy. I mean, in four years time, Mark, you know, I would love to be on the radio and listen to you tell me that you're back working somewhere and you're enjoying your life again and you've met somebody nice maybe. or And you should look forward and see a goal like that in your life. Try and give yourself something to look forward to. Yeah, you know, because there is more to it than just the now. And I know in your situation it's difficult. And you're right to live it, get through today, and let's see what tomorrow brings. And I understand that. That's a difficult thing to do at the moment with COVID-19. But that's the way your life is. But maybe if part of you could think further ahead, if part of you could think, well, maybe in two years' time I'll be in a good job. Maybe I'll meet somebody nice or, you know, maybe something will happen. Maybe I'll win the lottery. You know what I mean? Something like that. You know, maybe if you could think of something more positive. Yeah. Because that's that's what I try to do when I'm in that situation, Mark, and I've been in that situation. Trust me, I know it. You're tr- you're trying. You have to try desperately to park it at the back of your head and think of something a little bit more positive. Yeah. You know. I will know. I will. It's just it's just that it's just that thinking. I mean, I heard the other people talking there in Ireland. I hope other pe- I hope I give other people a bit of strength today that keep going because. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not nice to see people's faces and uh, and and they hide behind they hide behind the the mask mm-hmm. that we have. We all have to wear now, and you know it's it's hard. And you can, and you can see people's pain through their eyes. If you yeah. can understand. Oh, that. I know. You can see you can see the change in the mood, and just the general mood. Now I know young people and the college students and all them. I suppose life hasn't really changed them too much there. We were all young once, Mark, and we all went a bit mad. They don't really seem to care. And look, let's not vilify them. They're young people. And they don't really have a mature understanding of what's going on in the world around them yet. They will when they get a little bit older. You're a bit worldly wise, and so am I. And you have a better idea what's going on. But I'll tell you what, Mark, I'll give you a ring later on off air, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just if you want want to have a chat, I'll give you a ring. I'll be heading out later on in the car, and I'll, I'll give you a bell, all right? Look, thanks. Look, thanks for taking that up. Um, no problem. And look, have a good day, and thanks for. Yeah, I have. You, I have your number there, and if you don't mind, I'll give you a bell later. All right. Okay. Thank yeah, you. and if you ever want to chat or anything like that, you know what I mean. All right, Mark. Thanks, Noel. Look, all have right. a good day. All right, you too, Mark. All right, thanks, all right. thanks. All right, got to take a quick break. Uh, the number is oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. That's oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. With Team Hygiene, suppliers of Symmetry Hand Sanitizer. Keep COVID safe. Sanitize those hands. Symmetry Hand Sanitizer. Classic hits. Hi, Niall. Uh, great show. Mark here in Kilkenny. Um, I work in the health service. I'm a frontline worker. 
And, you know, it's, uh, it's every day in the news, but it's there to keep it relevant, to keep people updated, to keep it into people's minds. We're under pressure in the hospitals. They're filling up at the moment. Um, not many deaths, but the cases will lead to deaths, and we've been told that as well. So this day, next week, we could have regular 800 cases, 700 cases a day. You know, this is getting really bad, and people don't realise. They don't realise. I've just done a 13-hour shift yesterday. I'm off today, back in tomorrow. I'm absolutely shattered. We're actually, our nerves are at us, you know? We're so nervous in work at the moment, the way things are. And people need to realise this is absolutely going to get worse. Cheers, guys. See, I, I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate your work, by the way, as a frontline worker and all the frontline workers, but I think we have to be very conscious when we when we have predictions. Like, there was a prediction there last month from an expert who got it wrong before, by the way, but by October the 1st, we would have three or 4,000 cases a day and 50 people dying every day. The prediction was wrong. The modelling was wrong. There was a prediction back in March that 120,000 people would die, but they didn't, thankfully. So we have to be very careful when we're making predictions, particularly when they're doomsday predictions. So I, I hope, by the way, you're wrong. You could be right, but I hope you're wrong, and I hope we don't have some sort of um, overload in the healthcare system next week. Amy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amy? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Amy. You've been a good news. <laughs> Have you? Um, I don't know if I'd say good news, but okay. you know, I think I can be thankful that I suppose. I mean, obviously, listening to Mark, he's an incredible man who's done, you know, such incredible work. On oh, what an achievement to overcome such a huge problem in his life at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. You know, and I could never compare my situation to his. You know, it would be ludicrous to even try and do it. But I think. You know, I only have my perspective, which is, you know, I'm a college student. I'm in my last year of college and I can only see things from this perspective. And, you know, I think obviously, like, as you said, even just before, it's easy to vilify young people who are yeah. disregarding regulations. I've never vilified them, by the way. I'm just going to Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's an easy thing to do. And even for, you know, someone like me who's been, I've been very careful and I've done my best to be careful seeing yeah. people acting that ridiculous, you know, like what happened up in Galway a couple of weeks ago is yeah, infuriating. Yeah. Because, you know, for a lot of young people, especially even college students, you know, where I go to college, you know, we have a counselling service. And even when we were on campus, there used to be waiting lists to see counsellors because of, you know, the stress or the pressure or the issues that young people go through. And all of that's gone now. Okay. But... You know, the but you still have the kind of blended learning and all that kind of stuff going on as well, but which is more difficult for some students. Yeah, for some yeah. students it is, you know, and mm. obviously at the minute any kind of on-campus and face-to-face contact has been cancelled Yeah, because of, you know, the rise to level three. And it, well, it, it, it is a bit of a disadvantage to many students nowadays. Some students are great at that, by the way, because they're very motivated. Yeah. But other mm-hmm. students need that interaction and need those lectures and need those one-to-ones with the, you know, the lecturers, et cetera, et cetera, or, or yeah, projects. Exactly. You know, so it, is, it works well for some, but not for others. And I do feel sorry for students at the moment who are disadvantaged by COVID-19, let's just say. Yeah, you know, and it, it kind of seems like sometimes that the pressure and the stress, you know, like I'm a final year student, so... Congratulations, nearly there, nearly there, Amy. <laughs> nearly there. What are you going to do, by the way? Well, what are you studying, Amy? Uh, I study languages and linguistics. Oh, okay, okay. So what's the plan? What's, I mean, what sort of job would you like to do? Uh, I mean, you know, things like interpreting or translating, get okay. out of here. <laughs> well, look, well, I mean, we're all part of one big Europe now, so I'm sure there's loads yeah. of work in that, fi- in that field. You could be running around with Leo Varadkar in four years, you know, over to Brussels and what have you, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Lisa, the best of luck to you, Amy. I hope your final year goes well. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let me go to Lucy just because I have a minute left. Lucy, hi. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Lucy in the sky. That's probably uh, not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that's not probably appropriate at all, actually, to be honest with you. That sounds oh, about no. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, I'm going to do something now, okay? Hold on. <clears throat> Let me get my best singing voice. Hang on. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lucy. Happy birthday to you. How old are you, Lucy? Come on, tell us. Uh, oh, Shame God, the devil. Have I really got to tell you. Okay, I'm 53. Okay, well, well done. <laughs> I'm 57. <laughs> By the way, is it my imagination, Lucy, or is it when we get to kind of our age-ish, you're nearly there, okay, nearly at my age, that every time you feel a little pain, you're going, whoop, is that it? Is that the one? Am I gone? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Well, at the moment, I'm kind of like every little sniffle. It's like, oh, God, it's COVID. But, yeah, I'm getting sick of it now. <laughs> so how does it feel to be 53 years into this world? It doesn't actually feel any different than it felt being 52. And my <laughs> mum got it wrong and she said I was 54, which upset me no end. But anyway, there yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I tend to forget what age I am. As you get older, you tend to forget what age you are. You have to kind of go... Uh, yeah, I'm going 1963. Okay, many, oh, yeah, yeah, because I tend to forget. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I lied about my age going back a few years. Ago. Oh, don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah, yeah. A newspaper, we're doing a story on me going back about seven or eight years ago, and I was 52, I think, or something at the time. And they said, "And how old are you, Mister Boylan?" I said, uh, "48, 48." Yeah. <laughs> oh, <we're laughs> so, do you lie much about your age, Lucy? Well, no, I don't tend to. I just don't talk about it and hope that people sort of forget it. But um, the people I work with they 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 all know when my birthday is so uh, i can't there's no getting around it really okay and did you get a nice free birthday any nice prezzies uh i well i just have a few but the trouble is i mean i've got my fortnight off now my mother's up in leitrim i was planning to go and visit her and of course now i can't oh gosh so, yeah yeah it's, it's just this whole kind of lockdown thing it's really annoying but anyway there you go you ah well it is it. it is what it is for the moment and hopefully you get to yeah. see her soon and maybe for christmas you'll get to see her as well yeah yeah hopefully, hopefully. well happy birthday lucy have a nice day all right have thank a wonderful you birthday much. all right thank you too have a good day and don't forget by the way if anybody needs to talk to somebody and you want to just have a chat with somebody and you know maybe somebody make you feel a little bit better you can ring this Marathons. The number is double one six one two three. That's double one six one two three.